how we met. That's our story. It was almost like we were meant to meet that night. It was like kind of the classic when you're not looking it shows up sort of thing. I caught the feels. But I look back at that and I'm like, how did my parents not be like, what the heck? Hello, happy Wednesday, happy hump day, and most importantly, welcome to a brand spanking new season of The Story of Us. I'm your host, Jasmine, and every week I'll be bringing you a new interview with a new guest who has an exciting love story to share. We're kicking off the new season with an excellent one, and it goes something like this. We're both in the Air Force, and he was at my squadron as an intern for a couple of months. I never took notice of him even when his flight on our jet was with me. But as an intern, his job was to tell us if our flight or missions changed in timings or if they had been cancelled. He didn't tell me one day, so I rocked up at work the next morning and my crew weren't there. I was so angry. I ripped into him when he got into work later that day. But after that, we had this amazing chat and I felt an instant connection to him. This is going to be a good one. Let's get into it. Okay, missions, Air Force, jets. I have so many questions about this. And thankfully, I have this week's amazing guest joining me right here, right now. Sim, welcome to the show. How are you? And can you teach me how to fly? Oh, <laughs> unfortunately, I am not a pilot. Sorry, so I can't teach you how to fly, but I can make like teach you how to make a killer toasty on the jet. So there you go. <laughs> amazing. Also, is yes. that an accent that I hear? Yeah, so I'm actually originally from Hong Kong. Um, I'm not American or Canadian. Yep. <laughs> a lot of people assume that. Yeah, I feel like you must get that a lot. I do, like every day. <laughs> so you you would have gone to an international school, right? I did, yeah. So I was born and raised in Hong Kong, and then I came to Australia uh, around mid-2012. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's home now. This is home, yes. I absolutely love it. Oh, wow. So cool. Yeah. I have so many things that I want to ask you. So we're going to get straight into the structured questions. Are you ready? I am so ready. Okay. So can we start this off by asking you to choose three words that best describe your current relationship? Oh, so I had a long, hard think about it. And it's so difficult to just use like three words to describe a relationship. But I think the first one I would pick would be strong you know, because like we've been through so much together and we just constantly have each other's backs. Like another one I would say is irreplaceable. That's oh. something I think, yeah, I think thinking back to my previous like relationships, um, this is just my relationship with my partner is absolutely irreplaceable. Like I would not have it any other way. And my third one, uh, I know it's not an adjective, so I'm sorry, but <laughs> I thought of, I thought of sunflower. <laughs> How creative and beautiful. What made you choose sunflower? Just when I see a sunflower, I just think of happiness and bright sunny days and sunflowers were the first flowers that he got he got me. Um, and like in my in my culture, in my Chinese culture, because I'm half and half, but um like sunflowers mean lasting happiness and longevity. Two things you probably really want in a relationship. Also, side note, you said you grew up in Hong Kong. Is your boyfriend from here? Yes, he is Australian. Yep, he's um, half Australian, half Dutch, actually. 
Oh, see, I want to go on a tangent, but no, I have to keep to the structure okay. questions, but we're going to get there later. So, yeah. I mean, I, I firstly, I love those words. So thank you for sharing. That was amazing. Could you tell us a little bit about what your attitude towards love and dating was like before you met your now partner? Oh, um, well, I guess like growing up, seeing my parents' relationship and how they communicated with one another, I just... I never saw them show affection to one another or kiss or hold hands. So to me, that was like what I saw a relationship to be. And to be honest, I know it sounds really, really sad, but I never believed that I was going to fall in love with someone. Like I never thought that that could happen to me. And like the, well, the first time I fell in love, it was with my ex-boyfriend. So that kind of like changed things on how I thought about love. And then we broke up. And as you know, like after a breakup, you feel like, oh, I'm never going to find love again. So I went through that period of going, oh, it's, I'm never going to find that special person again once you've just lost someone. So yeah, mm. that was kind of like my, my attitude towards love before meeting my partner. Like, I guess, yeah, you're, you're naturally more defensive and more guarded because of that, which means as a result, yeah. though, this probably just like absolutely surprised you and swept you off your feet. Absolutely. Like I was not even looking for love when my partner came along. It was mm. completely by surprise. If I yes. had oh, quite a dollar for every time someone said, it just happens when you least expect it. It's what happened to me as well. <laughs> it's, it's, it is the, it's yes. the truth. It is the truth. So moving into the next one then, how did you actually meet Okay, so this is going to be a little bit tricky because we're both in the Air Force, so there is a lot of military terms and jargon and acronyms. So I'm just going (laughs) to, you know, keep it as simple as possible. So basically, I'm a crew attendant for the Air Force, and that's basically like a military flight attendant. And um, in late 2018, Sam came into our squadron as an intern with three other pilots in training. And to like give you a bit of context I suppose um as a crew attendant we can take up to 14 passengers as a solo crew crew attendant but we can take 270 passengers on an our like entire jet so yeah so it's a massive massive plane we take a lot of people uh but the very very first time I met Sam I was a solo crew attendant and it was just him and three other passengers um I was planning my flight and they're like oh you're going to have four passengers in your flight I'm like cool great so the first time Sam and I actually met I was handing him um a toasty and like giving them a safe like a little safety demonstration and I just remember looking at him for the first time I was in a relationship then but I just remembered his kind warm eyes and just like the way he smiled at me and I just felt so comfortable around him (laughs) yeah yeah so that was like the very very first time we actually met um but after that we never spoke at all for like a couple of months yeah wow that's amazing that that you remember that you remember his like kind eyes and his smile and oh that's really yeah absolutely yeah so it was just like that was the first initial meeting Beautiful. And now walk me through this whole annoying, but admittedly quite funny situation of him not mentioning your cancelled flight to you. Basically, he was in this room called ops. And when you're in ops, you deal with flights, you deal with missions, and you deal with like tasking crews. 
one of his jobs is to tell people whether or not their flights have been cancelled. So one day I, um, I got up early and I went to work. It was like about 4 or 5 a.m. And I was in the squadron and there were zero lights on. Like my crew were not even there. And I just sat in the darkness for an hour going, where the hell are my crew? And I kept oh. checking my text. I was just like, I don't understand. Like, why did I not get a text that it was cancelled? Yeah, why didn't I get anyway? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was just like, am I the dummy here? But no, it was not me. Um, and finally, people started trickling into the squadron and he came in and I was just about to rip into him. I'm like, how dare you not tell me? <laughs> and um, basically from there, like, I couldn't really get too mad at him because he was just so full of kindness and happiness and we had this brilliant chat and from there on like we just had this instant connection and you are clearly so full of kindness and so full of happiness as well so it's a wonder that you guys are like a match made in heaven wow thank you so much (laughs) this is so cool I'm imagining like a Top Gun-esque romance right now Air Force and planes and I know that's probably wildly inaccurate but still I love it no 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 it's totally like that what are you talking about (laughs) You met and you were going to rip into him and he didn't tell you and you were mad and then you realized he was amazing and lovely and kind. So I guess how did things progress from there and and where did you go on on your first date and and how long Um, after you met did that happen? Yeah, so it was a bit complicated because at that time I was still talking to my ex-boyfriend and I was (sighs) seeing another guy. It It was a little bit messy, so... With how things progressed, we started off as friends. And soon after, he's like, hey, I like you. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, this is never going to (laughs) happen. Famous last words. Haven't heard that one before. (laughs) No, no way. But he thinks our first date, like he's got his version and I have my version. So with his version, we just had um, Chinese food one night and coincidentally my parents were at the same restaurant at the same time so we bumped into them no (laughs) yeah so we kind of joked like oh that's the first time he met my parents like he was just like oh that's really nice of you we're progressing quickly I'm like uh this is not a date we're here as friends oh my god wait 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 side side (laughs) track what is what's your favorite Chinese dish (laughs) oh I really love bao. you know like those little dumplings with soup in them Yes. Oh my God. So delicious. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Okay. So sorry. That was his version. What was yours? Uh, so my version. So after a while, cause I was just like, no, we're strictly friends. Like this is never going to be anything more, but I, I caught the feels inevitable. <laughs> and at that point he was already in Victoria. He was doing his pilot training. And so we were doing distance at that at that time and I just decided one day to take the plunge and because like I didn't want to get into another relationship I was terrified of that after my breakup and I was just like Mm -hmm. no this is not going to happen again I'm just going to be a single lady having fun but nope I took the plunge and I spent a weekend away with him in Melbourne we went to this beautiful like forest resort and I think I was like okay I'm in way too deep like I really like this guy Fortune favors the bold. Sometimes heart trumps reason and just taking that plunge is the single most scary but also exciting thing that you can do. 100%. 
I did the exact same thing. I met someone in San Francisco who was from England. And then, you know, he could have been a serial killer for all I knew, but we, <laughs> we, we planned a Euro trip together and so happy I did it. So it was the best thing and I can relate. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> So those were your, well, your versions of dates. So I'm curious to know now you obviously you both work in the Air Force. So I'm sure you have a lot of commonalities there, but do you think opposites attract or do you have a lot in common? Um, I never used to believe opposites attract. I just thought, oh, how could two people who are so opposite, you know, fall for each other. But in this instance, they have, like, he is just the most, relaxed chilled out person ever and I just like I get so stressed out over nothing I'm an overthinker you know like (laughs) so we're complete opposites in that respect but I think the beautiful thing with opposites like coming together is you can create this really beautiful balance where you learn from one another and that's what we've really done with our relationship like I've learned to Well, like he's taught me to take a step back when I'm stressed, you know, calm down, look at the bigger picture and then go back into it and tackle it. And for him, he always says to me, he's like, I have learned to be so much more compassionate because of you. I've learned that showing emotion and talking about how you feel is not a weakness, but a strength. I love you guys. Wow. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my God. Wow. That sounds so healthy and so nice. That's a very Thank good answer. <laughs> so how many years ago was this when you actually met? Uh, so this was about four years ago when we first met. Yeah. But we're coming on to three years now. Yeah. And how has your relationship evolved over the, these last few years? Oh gosh. So pretty much soon after we started, as I said, we did distance and with my job, like I do a lot of flying. I'm constantly in and out of the country. I'm living by my suitcase pretty much. So with that, like communication, our communication was not able to, you know, fully develop. We didn't really find our feet with that. And then COVID hit and the borders were closed. Yes, Uh, yes. (laughs) You can relate. That old chestnut. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So as as you know, you're you're forced to communicate differently. It's different when you're doing distance, but you know you can fly to see each other. But on the opposite end, you are doing distance, but you're not allowed to see each other. And that just creates all kinds of emotions. Like my my stress was like always bubbling to the surface and I just didn't know how to, how to deal with it. Mm, And I was, as you know, with like the lockdowns, I was living alone at home. He was across in Victoria. He was living on base at the time. And he was in a block full of his best friends. Like even though the whole of Australia was in lockdown and they were stuck on base, he was still with friends and he was still able to have a good time. So Yeah. So I think just like one night I completely broke down and I just said, I can't do this anymore. And I think that just scared us both. It terrified us both because we didn't want to lose each other. And that forced us in a way to be more open with our communication, to lay everything out on the table and to talk about it calmly. And yes, like since then, our relationship has evolved 
immensely in terms of communication. Yeah. I can so relate. I totally get it. As yeah. soon as you as soon as you can't even fly to see each other, as soon as that option isn't even there anymore, it's it just feels so out of your hands and it's really, really stressful. 100% it is, yeah. It got you to that breaking point, but I guess it shows that you just came out so much stronger, didn't you? So you win. Absolutely. Yeah, we win. Like, as you said, this kind of situation, right, it can make or break you. It can make or break a relationship. But so many ways, even though it was the toughest period, we came out so much stronger than what we were before. Of course you did. And through adversity, there was triumph. So congratulations. You both beat COVID. It did not beat you. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And so leading into the next question nicely, um, what is your favorite thing to do together now that you actually can be together? (laughs) We love to eat. (laughs) You guys keep getting better. We're both like, we're both massive foodies. Like we love finding new restaurants and cafes and hole in the wall, like eateries. And that's just what we do together. It's kind of difficult because when we're apart, I eat so healthy. Like I am so fit. (laughs) And as soon as we come to see each other, oh my God, like my diet just goes out the window. Yes, I completely agree. I am the exact same, although I never feel more like the truest version of myself more than I do when I'm chowing down on a cheeseburger, probably with several sauces running down my face, I may add. <laughs> Honestly, you wouldn't have any way, uh, like, uh, like any other way. Absolutely. In general, kind of not relationship related, but what is it like being in the Air Force? Oh, gosh, where do I even begin? Um It is not as, I guess, militarized as people seem to think. I was quite terrified when I wanted to enlist and I just thought it was going to be uh, like full on uh, militarized and like the boys club and whatnot. But it is so far from that. Like we have such in my squadron as well. We have such a great group of females And yeah, it's just like, it's not what everyone thinks it is from the outside. Once you're on the inside, it's just like, it's so far from it. And what actually made you want to join the Air Force? Uh, Well, my dad, he is huge on aviation. Like since we were kids, he loves planes and he always talks about it. He always took us to air shows and whatnot. Um, And so I was doing acting and performing before I enlisted And one day I was just like, oh, I am not earning money at all. So I just thought, why not join the Air Force? My brother had joined a year prior to me and he loved it as well. So I just thought, why not? I'm going to plunge right in and enlist in the Air Force. As you do, I'm very much getting the sense that you are a big risk taker, which is always exciting. And can I ask, was it actually hard to get into the Air Force? I, I imagine it's quite a rigorous process. Uh, the interview system was not too difficult. Like you do an English test, maths, and like a few other things, and you go through the interview process. For myself, being a career attendant, it's such a competitive um, career choice. So for me, only I was one out of six picked. Yeah, to become a career attendant, there were over a thousand applicants Australia-wide. Yes. So it was extremely competitive. I did not think I was going to get it. Um, But here I am now. (laughs) Was it okay to be dating someone in your squadron? 
<laughs> um, no, was it a secret? It, <laughs> it was a bit like, you know, like the whole no fraternization thing. But the way we went about it, it wasn't, I think people knew even before I knew, like people were like, oh, you know, something's happening. I'm like, no, 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 nothing's happening. So at that point, people did say, hey, just keep it professional, which we did. Like we never were explicitly affectionate or anything like that. Yeah. If your life had just taken a slightly different turn, you know, maybe you would enlisted the next year or maybe he didn't get that internship in your particular squadron. Like, would you have ever crossed paths? Well, exactly. That's what we talk about all the time because I was meant to enlist the year prior to the year I enlisted. And I am so, so grateful that I didn't. And I'm so grateful that he got, because when you're an intern, you could be posted to any squadron around Australia. And that's why I'm so happy that he got our squadron. A sliding doors moment. I have the exact same one with my now partner. He, we met in San Francisco, but he was supposed to go the year before that, but his friend um, decided that he didn't want to go. So he's like, okay, I'll wait for you for next year. Then the next year rolled around and his friend was like, look, I don't think I want to go again. He's like, so what? I'm going by myself. And that's why we met. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, That didn't happen. Exactly. Now, if I had to ask you, notwithstanding the fact that we do not need a partner in our lives to make our lives complete, but for people who, you know, working on dating and, and finding love, what is one piece of advice that based on your experiences you would give the listeners? Oh, in terms of relationship advice, I know it is super, super cliche, but there's a reason why it's cliche, but communication is key. It is so important because without it, you could just be going around in circles forever until one of you or both of you has had enough. And with, with my partner and I, with our communication, we didn't open up until a few months into like our relationship, but he has been so receptive and open and willing to try. And I think that's like the most important thing is being open with wanting to communicate And just to like add on to that, uh, something I learned in cognitive behavioral therapy is when you're in an, I guess, an argument with your partner or you're bickering, try not to say like, oh, you said this to me or you did this to me. Because as as soon as you say the word you, your partner, even if you're saying it calmly, your partner will go on the defense and they won't be receptive to what you're saying. And I guess like maybe just try with your communication, just manage it a little bit, change it. And next time that happens, just say like, when this thing was said to me, I felt this way. And I know it sounds really weird and it takes a while to get hang of, to get a hang of, but it really does help just open that communication up so much. For someone who clearly has such a healthy relationship, it's nice to see that you, you know, you're putting that into practice and that's working for you guys. So love that. Thank you. (laughs) And I guess just like to add a bit onto that, it didn't start this way. It took a lot and a lot of hard work to get to the point we're at now. And we're still working on it. Like no one is ever perfect. Like your communication will never be a hundred percent. But I think the most important thing is if both people are willing to try and put in that effort together. 
For sure. And I mean, there's always going to be those peaks and troughs, but for the most part, you really do need to be on the same page for things to inevitably flourish. Now, I think that is a perfect place to end the episode today. Thank you so, so much for coming on here, for sharing your incredible story with us, your incredible perspective. You are honestly just so inspiring and I am so excited for your relationship to just continue to fly higher and higher and to see where it goes next. Thank you very much. And thanks so much for having me on your podcast. It's been such a pleasure. There you have it, everybody. That brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing the story of Sim and Sam. I know I certainly did. It is the first of many to come in this new season. And don't forget, if you've got your own love story or know someone that needs to share theirs, I want to hear about it and ask a million questions. So head on over to Story of Us podcast on Instagram and send through a submission. Lastly, don't forget, if you enjoyed the episode, chuck it a review, give it a rating, maybe a cheeky little follow as well. The Insta's very pink, very cute. It's a good time. Have a fabulous day, and I will see you next time for another love story. Bye.